Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. I'm joined today by Spencer Tuma, our Director of National Legislative Programs. Thanks for joining us, Spencer. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back. We have uh, quite a few things that have been going on in Washington, D.C. the past few days. Uh, it's been getting a little bit crazy with all the impeachment talk mm-hmm. um, that is just consuming everything in the news now. Right. But there's still a lot of agricultural news going on as well in the in the meantime. In the background, it's kind of um, we're trying to figure out what can get done while all that's going on. So mm-hmm. quite a few different things to talk about. Uh, but one of the things that um, the Congress did get done this week um, even though they were in the middle of all that, was getting a temporary government funding bill passed. So what's this, uh, what are the details with that? Right. So um, as many of our listeners might be aware, the fiscal year for the federal government runs October 1st to September 30th. So uh, we run on a little bit different fiscal year. It's not necessarily a calendar year. Um, so it's Congress's job to pass a budget for the government to continue to operate Um, prior to September 30th. Now, for the past several years, we've been operating under continuing resolutions. So they basically fund the government for a short-term period of time, and then they revisit that funding uh, whenever that time expires. So they did reach a temporary funding agreement that will fund the government through November 21st. So that will avoid a government shutdown. Uh, But that means that as we get further into the fall, that budget discussions will continue. Um, To be completely honest with you, as we approach 2020, um, I don't anticipate that there will be a lot of long-term continuing resolutions because uh, things continue to get much more political. But we were pleased to see that in the government funding package, uh, both the House and the Senate did include provisions that would replenish the funds of the Commodity Credit Corporation, uh, which is the program that is administering uh, basically where the funds are coming from for the market facilitation program. So mm-hmm. so we continue to see uh, a lot of international unrest surrounding trade. Um, USDA continues to put that payment out to farmers, and so we think that it was um, a very good thing for Congress to do to be sure that that was replenished. Yeah, that was a big, big deal. That was probably the biggest hurdle in the entire bill. Yeah. Um, uh, biggest unknown from the ad community. So mm-hmm. getting that done was very helpful. And so the that funding deadline being pushed forward to November 21st puts it, I guess, right before Thanksgiving. I haven't looked to see when Thanksgiving is. It's this actually year. late it, this year. It's like the 28th or 29th. Okay, so, so it's like a week before Thanksgiving. Yep. So Congress will have maybe a week of session and then a week off for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then probably another couple of weeks before December or before Christmas. Right. So they won't have a ton of time to get something else hammered out, but hopefully they'll have enough time in there to get a longer term deal done. We shall just. See and when maybe that comes up. USMCA while they're at. <laughs> <laughs> we will keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. So on that note, yeah, let's talk about USMCA. What is the uh, what's the latest on that? Well, so things have been a little wild in Washington over the past few days. I think that's putting it pretty mildly. <laughs> yes. um, we have seen, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit too. But earlier this week. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced that there was going to be an impeachment inquiry into the president. Uh, That put all legislative things pretty much on hold, and I think it means probably an uncertain future for any legislation that is going to potentially be brought forward yet this year. We continue to advocate that USMCA needs to be brought up for a vote, and we'd like to see it done by the end of the year. I don't know how all of the other uh, political things going on at play impact that discussion. A lot of people have said 
legislating is dead, I think is one of the quotes I read in a Washington Post article that she sent me yesterday. Uh, But then I was reading this morning in AgriPulse that um, a lot of Democrats are saying we can do both. We Mm -hmm. can do the impeachment inquiry, uh, but we can also get USMCA done. We're not going to let this distract us from doing something good for agriculture. So we shall see. And I think that there's truth to both of those that um, I think that the Democrats in the House will be very um, focused. There will be a lot of people in the House, at least, who, who really want to make a showing of uh, the, showing people that they can walk and chew gum at the same time because uh-huh. they don't want to look like they're um, myopically focused on this one issue, right. only impeachment, and that's all they care about. They want to be able to show we're still getting the work done. So I do think they will try to pick off a few issues that they can work on, mm-hmm. and hopefully – USMCA can be that right. one of those things. I think the the flip side to that, the downside is um, getting USMCA passed would, to many many people, probably most people, look like a win for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I think that they will be very very hesitant to do anything before that impeachment um, inquiry gets wrapped up. Yep. that looks like it's giving him a win. Right. So you know, all you you balance those things together, and I think it's unlikely that. As long as this impeachment thing is going on, they're going to um, take up USMCA. But crazier things have happened within right. the past you know, week. Yes. <laughs> so who knows what might happen in the next few months? I have to say, so here, here's your daily dose of amateur analytics with Spencer. Right. But uh, if I were House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and looking forward to the 2020 election, I think I would prefer the strategy to get that win out of the way as quickly as possible from a political standpoint, because we do, our country is operating right now really on news cycles, and it changes every 24 hours. So if you bring up USMCA for a vote, say, next week, which is not going to happen, that's not speculation, Mm -hmm. but that just puts that much more time between that win, quote unquote, for the president and the 2020 election, which the Democrats feel very confident that they're going to be competitive in. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so there's so much for my political And And there's insight. some truth to that. And I can see, you know, if she really wants to make a big showing of how magnanimous she is and how mm-hmm. she's not being partisan. Right. Maybe she will take this up as because I think she generally more or less supports the idea uh-huh. um, of getting it done. Um, and maybe it will be something that she can take off that shelf and say, hey, look, we are doing work. Take the deal off the shelf. Yeah. I like what you did <laughs> there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so a similar um, issue there, though, on, on trade, we, we have had some developments yeah. in the past few days just uh, uh, announced with Japan. Mm-hmm. Very exciting news for and, agriculture. And that's a big one. That is a huge deal. Um, so a little bit of historical context for those who might not be familiar with our uh, history on, a, on the trade front with Japan. Uh, a couple years ago, the U.S. and Japan were two of the primary negotiators in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or TPP. When the Trump administration came into office, they said, we're not doing TPP. The U.S. is going to basically leave the agreement. And the rest of the country, so it was Japan and I believe 12 other Pacific Rim countries, so Vietnam was one of them, a lot of countries in that region, not including China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the overall goal was to create a kind of a trade coalition. So you build stronger partnerships in that region and then maybe have the chance to address some of the ongoing concerns with China in, in that particular part of the world. Uh, so the U.S. left that agreement. The rest of the countries decided they were going to go ahead and do it. Uh, so they did, and that's now called the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. 
Um, and Japan was a huge, huge market, uh, potential market for our agriculture products. Japan is one of the largest economies in the world, and they only continue to grow. And in particular, uh, especially for our livestock producers, such as beef and chicken and pork, um, as people have more disposable income, they tend to buy more meat protein. And the U.S. is really poised to provide a lot of that meat protein over in Japan. So in particular, um, this agreement that is supposedly tentatively scheduled to go into effect January 1st, um, barring any hangups, it will greatly reduce tariffs on U.S. agricultural products, including beef, uh, and also eliminate some tariffs on some more specialty crops. So we're really excited to see that. Yeah, and I think Japan is already like top five economy that we trade with, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. maybe number four. We already trade with them quite quite a bit. Mm-hmm. This will just remove a lot of those barriers and hopefully increase that market access as yeah, well. Yeah, make it even better. Yeah, in particular, I think the U.S. beef, um, depending on the, the type and cut, um, some of it was facing up up to like a 38% tariff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this will greatly reduce those down. And so that's a good news for our farmers, especially and, cattle producers. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I saw in some of the um, summaries of it was that uh, one of the reasons why this is a such a good deal for America is mm-hmm. that our tariffs, um, the, the tariffs that Japan has on our products will be immediately reduced, mm-hmm. not phased down like the CPTPP does right. for all those other countries. Mm-hmm. So it might actually get us our foot in the door a little bit and um, be able to get in there before those other countries can establish um, a market share. Yeah. One thing, um, unfortunately, about the Japan agreement that was not included is provisions for rice farmers Mm -hmm. in the United States. Um, So hopefully that'll be coming over time. Um, I know, especially with the Korean-U.S. agreement chorus, rice was not included initially in that agreement either. And then when that was revisited, they did include some provisions. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think the story is over for rice in particular, um, but it just may take a little bit longer to get that worked out. Yeah, and the, this was an executive agreement yep. rather than a treaty, and so it doesn't have to get approved by the House and yes. Senate like USMCA does. So slightly different process, and there's some technicalities as to what makes the difference, but um, this will go into effect in January, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, barring some major different change. Um, in the same region, let's talk about China a little bit. Yep. Um, we do have some new uh, developments on that, and mm-hmm. They are getting back to the table. We're going to be sitting down with them again, right? Yeah. So next week, Chinese officials will come to Washington, D.C. so that the U.S. negotiating team can uh, visit with them about a potential trade agreement with China. Um, Ahead of that, we did see that China agreed to relax some of their tariffs, particularly on ag products, and they have started buying at least some U.S. soybeans over the past week or so. Uh, So that's encouraging news. I am kind of a wait-and-see girl when it comes to China just because of all of the back and forth we've had over Mm -hmm. the past year and a half. Um, But it is encouraging that they're coming back to the table. Uh, and hopefully we will have some good news coming out of Washington next week. Um, definitely so. And um, as we've talked several times already, the, the situation, though, with the impeachment is just yeah. going to hang over everything else, right? Yeah. And you know a lot more about the ins and outs of that than I do. So so give us the 30-second <laughs> background of how we got to where we are. Yeah, it's um, it's a very complicated situation. But Bottom line is, a few days ago, there was a whistleblower complaint that was filed um, that was made public um, where somebody who had heard some details of a call that President Trump had with the president of Ukraine and uh, the the person who heard about these details thought that the things President Trump said 
potentially endangered national security or were um, or were trying to personally benefit President Trump through using American influence. Um, so Nancy Pelosi has said she's going to start an impeachment inquiry. The thing that's interesting about that is it doesn't really change anything. Uh-huh. It's really yeah. continuing to do the same things that the congressional committees have been doing for the past nine it's months. It's mostly just investigating, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're still, they've been investigating yeah. other issues. There have been several things that members of the, of the House have been wanting to impeach the president for. Mm-hmm. Um, now they feel like this is the thing that they can impeach him for. <laughs> yeah. So now they're starting to look into this. But it doesn't fundamentally change anything. It's more just like they formally backed it uh, as leadership. Explain, so I think that's the difference. Explain the difference between an impeachment inquiry and actual impeachment proceedings. Yeah, so impeachment inquiry really just means they're going to keep investigating mm-hmm. what happened and try to get fa- find more facts. And the actual proceedings means that one of the members of the of the House of Representatives has to file articles of impeachment mm-hmm. and then yep. they have to go through the whole process of voting on those and deciding whether or not to send that to the Senate. Impeachment, you'll hear this a million times uh, in the next few months, I'm sure. Impeachment is not a um, statement that you are guilty. Impeachment is like an indictment. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the House indicts and then the Senate tries. So the House just has to say, we think this is something you ought to go on trial for. Yeah. And that's all they're really trying to do. And that takes a majority vote. The Senate, once it gets over there, they have a full-blown trial like they did for President Clinton. Mm-hmm. And then the senators, the 100 senators, are the people who vote as to whether or not to convict you and remove you from office. So it's really entirely on their shoulders. Right. And absent more evidence, that's just not happening. Yeah. Um, if there is more evidence, it might. But given the current evidence that we know of today, mm-hmm. there's just not going to be enough to change the minds of what, 20 Republican senators Mm -hmm. to switch over to the other side um, of their political aisle and vote to remove the president. So anyway, that's your, yeah, my, um, what did you say, amateur Amateur analytics. Amateur analytics. Yeah, alliteration. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I don't think that anyone disputes that at this point, that given the current situation, that's just, there's not enough to make those people flip over to the other side of the aisle. Um, So... We're probably just looking at some even more political gridlock than we've had, if that's even believable. Yay. But um, hopefully there will be other things that squeeze through. I've always said, you know, that's the best time to get something done. When um, everybody is consumed with these things is Mm -hmm. when you can really move some of the things through um, that you want to get done. Because no one's going to see it. It'd be a great time to pass a trade agreement. Exactly. No one's going to, you know, raise a big stink about it because... They're so focused on other things in the national media. So I would love if they could get that done during that time. Well, it's certainly been an interesting week, to say the least. That is for sure. um, In the world of ag policy, but also in the world of politics in general. So um, I think it will continue to get more interesting. (laughs) I'm sure it will get very interesting, especially as we move closer to the election. That's for sure. And that's only about, what, um, a year and a month away. Yes, 13 months. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds great. We'll see you soon.